And so many times you've sat there, as I have, and we've sung, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, what is his name? Well, it's the Lord. And how many times have we heard those songs? There's a popular song out now, and everyone's singing the name of the Lord. And the question you have to ask is, well, what's his name? Because it's certainly not the name the British gave to a land baron back in the time of the penning of the King James in around 1611, which is the Lord, or the name of Baal. Baal and the Lord are synonymous, if you were to look that up in your Strong's Dictionary Concordance. So what on earth has happened? What on earth has happened? Buried between the the, the lies, the traditions of men, whether it be the Masorite scribes that give us the vow pointing, or whether it be the, the elders and the, the, the traditions that were brought down through the, the papal hierarchy. We end up today, and many people don't even know what the tetranamogram is. The yod hey wah hey. What does that mean? It's in fact, it's been moved and removed close to 7,000 times in the scriptures. Close to 7,000 times and replaced with the title of a British land baron. Isn't that amazing? Yet, S.A. Tan, Satan, is translated across all languages and remains intact correctly. You have to wonder why. Why has the sovereign creator of the universe, his name been removed from our texts? And what's really crazy is if you talk to the average Bible student and you ask them, could you tell me the difference between all caps, L-O-R-D, capital L, lowercase o-r-d, Could you tell me the difference between G-O-D or all caps G-O-D? They won't understand. But you see, the translators, they were nice, I think, maybe not. But wherever we find the all caps L-O-R-D was where the tetranamagon, the yod hey wah is. And also you'd find the all caps G-O-D or the capital G-O-D, that was again where the tetranamogram, the yod hey wav But it's been removed close to 7,000 times in the scriptures. So what do we find when we come to Yochanan, John 17, where Yahushua says, I have revealed the name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. Well, Well, what name? And then today... What's interesting is many pastors will will say, well, that Jehovah has many names. You're like, well, what do you mean? Well, um, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Ropechah. You see, there's two names right there. Not realizing the distinction that the Father has one name, the yod Hey wah Hey. And then how do you pronounce it? He has many attributes. Yes, Yahuwah Ropecha. He is our healer. But that isn't his name. His name is Yahuwah. 
But he is our healer, Ropecha. So he only has one name, and this is the key, I believe, that's spoken of in the scripture, the key of knowledge. So today, I hope to go through the scriptures and talk about the name of the creator. In, he, in um, the book of Shemot, Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, it says, the name of remembrance And what that means in the Hebrew is the name of mentioning. He has a name of mentioning, and it's the Hebrew word there meaning to mention, as you would find in Exodus chapter 23, verse 13, Zechar, meaning you're supposed to speak his name. You're supposed to remember his name. Then in Exodus chapter 23, 13, we we see to speak means zekar, zekar, the Hebrew word zekar. So truly, knowing Yahuwah means to speak his name. You don't want to speak the name of other gods, Baal, the Lord, or speak the name of a British land baron. You actually want to know the one true living Elohim's name. And today... We find with the rise of Islam, they know the name of their God, their God being one of the 365 daily deities that has a name that was pulled out of the Kabbalah. And in fact, the Shahada, meaning when you convert to Islam, it's all based upon saying the name of their deity. And if you deny the name of their deity, then you lose your head. The conversion processes in Islam is about the name. I believe today, and Walid Schobert has taught on this extensively, that the mark of the beast is connected with the Shahada, the Islamic conversion process. That's another teaching in itself. But the name of the Creator is of utmost importance to us. In Exodus Shemot, chapter 9, verse 16, Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Why was his heart hardened? So that Yahweh's name would be known and honored among all men. When we turn to the Ten Commandments, commonly called in Shemot, Exodus chapter 20, And verse 7, the third commandment, you shall not bring the name of Yahuwah, your Elohim, to vain emptiness. The Hebrew name there for vain is Shua. Shua means vain. Shua meaning vain. To bring to nothing or erasing from man's usage. Now, some of you have picked up on what I just said. Vain is the Hebrew word, what? Sure. So, we need to examine that as we go into the name of the Father and the name of the Son, because it's certainly not going to have anything to do with his name being vain, is it? 
But we are to bring his name into remembrance. We are to speak his name. We are not to bring it to vain emptiness by not speaking it, neglecting it for thousands of years, and letting translators get away with replacing it with the name of Baal, the Lord, the common name of Dagon, the fish god. Because, you know, when... Elijah went up the mountain. He said, how long will you be between two opinions? If the Lord is God, serve him. But if Yahuwah is Elohim, serve him. It actually says that in the Hebrew. So most people today are rah, rah, rah for the Lord. They'd end up serving the wrong Elohim because they don't understand that Lord is the title of the Elohim that Elijah defeated up on the mountain. So how long will you be between two opinions? We don't have the time. We don't have the time to be of two opinions. And... Heaven forbid, if you ever find yourself on your knees with a sword upon your head and an Islamic jihadist there, you had better know the name of the Elohim that you serve and his name isn't the Lord. And they know the name that the Elohim, the God that they serve isn't the Lord, and they know his name. So you need to know the name of the one true living Elohim. That's why this message is so important today, and there is such a pushback and will be such a pushback with this message. In Luke chapter 11, verse 52, Yahushua said, Woe to you, Torah teachers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. What is the key of knowledge? That's what we'll be discovering. We will be discovering today. There is so much for us as we dig in. In Maaseh Shlechim, Acts chapter 4, verse 11. This is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, that has become the chief cornerstone. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So we need to understand his name. We need to understand the name, the name of the Son. And we have to understand that it all begins in the Hebrew language. Not in the Babylonian block letters, but all the way back into the Paleo script. Because we have to understand when sounds come across from Hebrew to Greek to English, they are transliterated. And once you transliterate a sound into a language, the word you end up actually with doesn't actually mean anything because it's based upon a transliteration. So Iasus, the Greek transliteration for the son's name, and Jesus, the English King Jimmy transliteration for the son's name, linguistically means Nothing. And that's hard for some people. So we really do need to get back to the P 
power within the word. Because by the word, creation was brought forth. So there is power in the sounding out of words. Not transliterations, but the sounding out of the original language. And that's what I hope that we'll get into today. In Romea, Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Master, Yahuwah, shall be saved. I love, it is such an honor, I love mikvahing, immersing people in the true name of Yahuwah, in the Malkitzedic priesthood. It's been such an honor and a privilege, and it's life-changing. We find the yod Hey wav Hey for the name of the Father, and we find the yod Hey wav shin Ayin for the name of the Son. We'll be looking into this today. When we look back at the name of the Father in the Paleo script, every Paleo letter, it means something. It's a pictographic language, which I know many of our audience know. But what it really means when we see the Yod is like a hand. It's this type of shape. And then the Hay means an open door. It's like an open door. Something is going to go through the door. And the wa is a pictograph of an ancient nail. And we find, again, ending with the hay, the open door. So pictographically, the name of the creator is so important because spelt out, its meaning means salvation and deliverance comes through the nailed hand of Yah. I mean, that is important for us to understand. Or should we go with Lord? There's power in the name. Now, the letter hey, the letter hey, it was added to Abram, giving us Abraham, which means glory is added because he was the recipient. He was the recipient of the most glorious covenants of promise. The hey was added to his name. So we can see from the scripture that getting caught up with one Hebrew letter is apparently extremely important to the creator himself. In case you're wondering, oh, you're just getting caught up in linguistics. Well, apparently, just adding the Hebrew letter hey to Abram was extremely important to the father. So it should be extremely important to us when we're dealing with the father's name and the son's name, not even Abram or Abraham's name. Can you see that? In Yochanan, John chapter 12, verse 28. I have glorified your name, and I will glorify it again. And we should do as the master did. But if we don't know his name, how can we truly glorify it? Melachim Aleph, 1 Kings 18.21. And Eliyahu, Eliyahu came to all the people and said... How long do you keep hopping between two opinions? If Yahuwah is Elohim, follow him. But if the Lord, Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. And when I start to talk to people about the name of the creator and the difference between the title of a British land baron, do you know what they answer? Majority of people Not a word. 
Not a word. Stand silent or they don't care. But it is important. It is paramount in these pressing and trying days that we live. Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah 12, 16. And it came to pass. If they will diligently learn the way of my people to swear by my name, Yahuwah. Yahuwah lives as they taught my people to swell, swear by Baal, the Lord. Then shall they be re- rebuilt in the midst of the people. We need healing. We need healing. We need to come out of the house of sickness, Bethsaida, the house of sickness. In James chapter 5, verse 14, it is written, If there any sick among you, well, is there? Let him call for the Shamashim, the elders of the congregation, and let them make tefillah, prayer over him, anointing him with oil, and in the name of Yahuwah. It doesn't say anoint them with Crisco and the name of the Lord. It doesn't say that. And we wonder why so many people are sick amongst us. Love and lard, right? Love and lard. Jeremiah 16.21 Therefore see... I will this time cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and they will know my might and they shall know that my name is Yahuwah. Malachi 3.16 There is a book. There is a book for those of you that meditate and find it of extreme zealotry importance to remember his name. Your name will be written in a book of remembrance if you bother to meditate and uphold his name. There's a book in scripture all by itself, Malachi 3.16. Then they that feared Yahuwah spoke often one to another, and Yahuwah listened, and he heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear Yahweh and they that meditate upon his name. It is important. It is important. But you see, the Babylonians and the Canaanites and so many of those ites, they were sun god worshippers. You can find it in, Sam, in um, 1 Samuel 5.2, Judges 16.23. What you find is that they often were worshippers of the fish god. Dagon. Yeah. Dagon. Dag, dag in Hebrew means fish. In the Latin, Pisces. Dagon was the fish lord. He was the fish god of the Philistines. Isis was the fish lord of the Egyptians. 
And the mermaid, according to Greek mythology, is of course the wife of Dagon. Now archaeology reveals her with her fish on as a head, having a fish head. Now these fish lords, we have to understand where all this lord business came from. These fish lords were adopted by the Romans into their pantheon of gods. Hence the reason why Catholics eat fish on Fridays, because Friday was the day that Dagon, the fish god, was worshipped. And if you look at the Pope's mitre, it's the shape of an open-mouthed fish. He wears the fish hat. You see, people don't realize this. But as the Roman Catholic Church tried to syncretize and bring in all of these other religions that were worshipping Dagon, they were worshipping the fish god on Fridays. They're like, you know what? Let's bring in. And if we cover up the tetranamogram, the yod hey wav hey, and we use a generic title, Lord, then we can bring in multiple religions without offending them. And then if we bring in their traditions on certain days of the week, then they'll all come under the universal Catholic religion. Hence, why Catholics eat fish on Fridays is because they brought in Dagon, the fish god. They brought in the fish Friday and the Pope wears the Dagon fish hat. They're very happy coming into the faith because they still get to practice some of their traditions. But now they've been sanctioned. But the moment you mention the name of the one true living Elohim that split the Red Sea... Now you're alienating a whole bunch of society. You can't do that. Not if you want a universal Catholic religion. So you go with a common title, Lord. The fish lords. Lord of the Rings. And all those other lords. And finally, by the time you've got the King Jimmy in 1611, it's just a common title to the British land barons. And so the traditions carry on for years upon years and upon years. It's interesting, you know. You can be driving down the freeway and you see this little fish bumper sticker in front of you. And oftentimes you see the Greek word inside the fish. And if you were to actually pull up beside the person driving that car, and they're very proud of that bumper sticker, and you can say, and you would say, could you tell me what ikathis means in Greek? They'd most probably talk, it means Jesus. They're driving along with a sticker of a fish that says ikathis in Greek, and guess what it means? Fish. Great testimony. Hi, fish. I mean, what has that got to do with the faith? There's not even any loaves of bread with it. I could understand that. But do you see how absurd it comes when we follow the traditions of men? We're driving along with a picture of a fish saying, fish in it. Thinking that we are proclaiming the faith. When really you're proclaiming the traditions of the fish lords. I mean, it, I'm being a little fishy, 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 shush. It makes you want to keep on fishing for the right one. It really does. I love it. I, I love it. 
But it is truly, truly an honor today for me to invite my guest up, Ronald, who is our resident linguist. Brother, please come up today as we share the truth of Yahweh's word. And I'm sure as we get in more and more into this, people are just going to be so amazed. So I just want to welcome you and thank you for taking this time out of your your busy, busy, busy schedule. So I know that as we, as we, as we look into the Hebrew, we, we're going to come across many things and we're going to step on many toes today, but we're going to try and do it graciously. We find the yod Hey wav Hey, the Father's name. Can you talk a little bit to us about that? That's a great jumping-off point, isn't it? <laughs> like, where do I start? Um, it's all phonetic. Um, like... <laughs> What exactly, like, do you want me to take a letter at a time? or well, but Whatever you like. I know a, a, a big thing is that people will say, well, it's a yod hey, vav hey. How do we even pronounce this name? I mean, there's so many different pronunciations. We can see that we've got other, other words in the Hebrew that are very, very similar. We have Yehuda, we have Yosef, we have, um, even if we would go down to Bereshit Genesis chapter 30 and verse 24, we can see that we're going to find, um, find this right here. We're going to find the name Eve, Chava in the Hebrew. Just walk us through some of those um, words, letters linguistically, <coughs> because we actually want to focus today on the pronunciation of the name, which um, many people will, I think, find fascinating. <laughs> we'll start with the Yod, since it's the first letter. The first letter is Yod. It's a Y. It's, um, it's in the word Yom. It's in, um, I'm trying to think. It's in, it's in Jacob, Jacob. It's not a J. Um, there's many, there's many, like, if you were to take a process of elimination and you were looking at all the Hebrew words that we've heard, Yerushalem, Jerusalem, it's all, it's a Y. In, in the Greek, it's an I. In the Latin, it's an I. Uh, in the Arabic, it's the same. It's a Yud. It's, it's basically the same. And we have so many languages that back this up, that it's not a J sound. The German has this sound, and a few other languages have this J sound, which is, it's basically what I hear. When I hear it, I hear the Hebrew letter sheen, and I hear the Hebrew letter delet. If you put them together, you get a new sound, d and sh, d, d, and you just get, you get mud, okay? The letter hey, you expressed that it was in the word Abram, okay? Abram, first name is A-B-R-M, Aleph, Beth, Resh, Mem, Abram, Ab is father. It's Ab, not Abba. That would imply. Now I'm now I'm giving you an idea of what the hay really sounds like. If you went abba, like if you kept going after the b ba, like implying that there's some other le letter there. Let's say it was a d abad. It would be a, it would be abad, like in destroy abad and abad and you know like if it's an l be abal, it'd be a b r be abar, it'd be a b s, it'd be abbas. It's that would be a b h, and the spelling. Every time you see it in the concordance, and just like the word presented, like somebody's father in scripture, it's always two letters. It's an aleph and a bet. It's ab, which would also, okay. So I'm getting into the hey. If you put a hey at the end, obviously the letter hey is the leftover sounds you get of any letter. Like if, if I were to pronounce the sound of a letter B, it'd be ba, 
Okay, it sounds like I just put a H or a hey on the end. If I put a D, if the, the word Yehuda, perfect example. The last two letters are a D and an H. Duh. If it ended with a D, it'd be Yahud. Just like the way the Arabic say it. They say it correct. They say Yod, Hey, Wal, Dalet. And as brother get in, gets into this and gets very descriptive, Ooh. you're going to notice the, the sounds that he makes. I want to just, just really let you understand this. Language... Now, linguists will tell you that language has evolved because most linguists are Darwinists, okay? I think we can understand that language has actually devolved. It's got worse. There's a whole new language if you text. Sometimes people text me and I'm like, what? But I hand it to an 18-year-old and they're like, oh, you don't know what that means? You see, language isn't getting better, it's getting worse. Okay, so we're actually going to go back now to where language was pure. And we have to understand, as Brother Ronald takes us through linguistically, he is not going to be following linguistic rules. Because the linguistic rules in Hebrew were made by the Masorite scribes. And the Masorite scribes, and we'll touch on this later, they deliberately, willfully, defiantly, do you like how I do that? They deliberately, they willfully, they defiantly, 134 times, removed the name of the Creator, the yod Hey wav Hey, out of the Scriptures and replaced it with Adonai. Willfully, Psalm 110 is a classic example. They invented vowel pointing. Vowel pointing means they put these little points and these vowel points in the Hebrew language to tell you how they want you to pronounce letters. We understand that that is a rabbinic Jewish deception to hide the name. We will not be following Hebrew linguistic rules. We will be going back further than 900 of the common era when the Masoretes invented this type of thing. So now to continue. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I interrupted. Um, no, actually, no. I, that's forth. what I was trying to say. The, you can see that there's evidence that they have a different agenda because, like, okay, like now we'll go to the wall. Okay, I'll, that somebody might be already confused by the H. All the sound of hey is is uh, without the uh. If you go uh, if, to get that uh out to like ah, uh, that's two letters. That's the aleph. And the hey, the aleph is the sound that, uh, just the brief, that split second of when your voice opens up. Like, for instance, if I put a wall, if I wanted to um, express the ooh, I just expressed that with two letters by going ooh. If it was a wall alone, it would be wuh. Get it? Did anybody, did that make sense? If it was a B, it would be buh. If it was a Y, it would be yuh. If it was a W, it would be wuh. But if you put an aleph, before a wall, it's O. An olive before a yod is I. An olive before a beth is Ab. An olive before a mem is Am. Not Im. It's not Im. If it was Im, it would be olive Yod, Mem. Aim. Depending on, depending on how slow you say it or how fast you say it. The reason why man is Ish is because it's olive Yod, Shin. If it was Yod, Shin, it wouldn't be Ish. It would be Yesh. Yes, like Yashrael, Yashar, Yodshin. See, so it's a real, it's a subtle trick of 
how fast you said it in this language, how slow you said it in another language. And, and basically, there's this group called the Hebrew Israelites. They're predominantly dark-skinned, which are a whole other subject. They think everybody with light skin is Edomites. And what's funny is they pronounce everything almost exactly perfect, but the way they pronounce it is stiff, like you're reading it, like you're going, uh, ba, ga, da. Like if they see yod heh wah they go, ya ha They see the Messiah's name, they, they go, ya ha like that, which is actually correct. This brings me to the son's name, unless there's anything so else you want to So know. we're looking at the father's name, and we've got the yod hey wah hey, But it is a wa, not a vav. That's, yeah. And we're looking at Yehuda, and we're looking at Yosef, and we're looking at the Hebrew name Hawa to explain Hawa. why oh, okay. that is a wa, not a vav. Not because a vav. people are going to say, you know, Brother Ronald, Brother mm-hmm. Matthew, it's Yehovah. Right, right. It's not what you're saying. You're, you're saying it's <laughs> Yahuwah. Okay. But it's, it's Yehovah. And your answer to that would be, well, look, let's look at this in these names, Yehuda, Yosef, and Chawa. Why is it not a, a V? A V, okay. it's a W. Easy, because all the languages, they say Yehuda, whether it's a Yehuda or Yehuda or Yehuda, it's not Yehavada. When you see the word Torah, it's never Tavra. <laughs> when you see Yom, it's never Yavam. You see, I'm showing you phonetics are chi- it's childlike. It's like a child. If I, said, if I said to that young man, or if I said to that young man, you know, if I said, you know, you're all young men, by the way. Like, I don't want to Anyways, I'd say, uh, sound out the letter B, our letter B. When I was a child, my first grade teacher told me to sound out the letter B. And surprisingly, I sounded it out right. I said, B. I didn't go ba, I didn't go ba, I didn't go b. I went b. I just, as far as the b would get out of my mouth. And so I thought, I'll bet Hebrew's like that. About 2010, for 2009 to 2010, when I first began to hear the name, I knew that this name Yahuwah was correct. I knew that the name Yahushara is correct. I knew that the name Yeremiahu is correct, and Yahushaphat, and all these Yahoo names all over the place, which now that, I, now that you mention it, it also sounds like it's come to mean an insult, like you yo-yo, you bozo, you yehu or yahoo. And so I, and, um, now I see why. They didn't want us to say this name because this name would actually invoke salvation. In fact, in Aramaic, in the Aramaic la- language, if you were to write out I have to speak in English to tell you this. <laughs> if you're right out, he will be a pillar in the temple of my God. The, where it says he will be, that's Yahoo. That's yod Hey and Wal. That is yod Hey wal Yahoo. Just that much. Who is he? That's hey wal If you ask any modern Hebrew person, any modern Hebrew person, you say, how do you say who? They're going to say, how do you say he? They're going to say, who? How do you spell it? They're going to say, hey, Vav. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna call the letter Vav, but they're gonna, but they're not gonna say Hav. They're gonna say Who? See what I'm saying? So the, so the, so the Vav is a Wa. It's a Wa, and we see now looking down, and we look at Yosef. We've got the, the. It's the, also an We o. have the Yod Wav, and um, the Samak, uh-huh. and the Pei. 
explain that why that isn't a vav right there. Um, <laughs> okay, why it isn't a okay Yosef Yosef the same reason like Otherwise in the word in the word yod it's not yavid yod is, is is like an extra hand like yod is hand yod dalet just two letters. But if you want to make that word more intense, it's yawud. It's almost like a whoa, you know, like the wall. It's like keeps going. It's an and kind of like. It's a contraction. It's, it's making something more intense. In fact, if you were to say shalom, shin lamed mem is where it starts. Shalom. Yerushalam. But to make it more peace, I'm, I'm offering you just an abundant amount of peace. Shalom, that the wall was added. So when we say shalom, we're not, I'm not offering you peace. I'm offering you very much peace. I'm saying I want you to, you know, that's what the wall is. The wall is just an extra abundant more of what, what's said already. The shalom, nobody ever says shalom because that would just sound like some perfunctory, oh, yeah, just take some peace, you know. Here's a little peace for you, you know. So it, it just... It, especially if you're in a society that's really trying to be polite and trying to promote goodness in a dying, whatever decaying world. It's Yosef. Now, this is, this is the way you read Hebrew. Now, when we get to um, Bereshit, Genesis chapter 3, verse 30, mm. oh, when oh. we get to the he wa he, why isn't that a he vav he? Explain that. It's the same reason sound I've said. Same, same, same the Hebrew. Okay, chua. Chua. If yod he wa he is Yahuwah, and it ends with a wow and a hey, and her name ends with a wow and a hey, it's exactly the same. It's what. So you're starting to see now how we're building the pronunciation of the name, how we can clearly see just by looking at Yehuda, Yosef, and Chawa, how we are now being able to linguistically, with the Hebrew, say it is not Yehovah. And I got a question. It is not a Vav. I, I got a question. And we can be certain upon this. I got a question for somebody in the audience, just to see if anybody knows, because I would just so that nobody gets mad at me for saying this. The name of Noah. Now, let's notice what I just said. Listen to the way I just said that Noah. Does anybody know how that's spelled in the Hebrew? Because even when I spell it, people still think it's Noach or Noach. There's no wall in it. It's Nun Chet. Like Enoch's name is Chet Nun Chanawak. It's like het wal nun or het nun wal kachanawuk. I don't ever hear anybody honak or hoan. I don't ever hear an o sound between that het and that nun, right? I, in other words, I'm showing you people are biased. We have been taught a bias. The reason why we think the Messiah's name is Yeshua or has some shua pronunciation on the end of it is because of one name, just one name in America. I've never met any other human being on the planet who had a Shua in their name except the female name Nashua. Other than that, everybody else, Joshua's. I've never heard a Jausha, a Jausha, it'd be like Yahusha, but it would be more correct with the J sound added, you know, instead of a Y. In other words, there, it's, it's deliberately done, like you said, by the vowel pointers, the Masoretics and stuff. If you study, ever studied Aramaic, I don't know about... If anybody out there ever tried to study Aramaic, I recently tried to study it. I thought it was a great idea, when I, but I was already like four or five years into Hebrew, and I've learned that when you follow the vowel points of Hebrew, it actually makes you say what the um, Aramaic is actually literally spelling out. So in other words, 
if you put a, if you put a, uh, like, gadol, okay, the word great is gadol, I think it's also a tassels or something like that, um, like the tzitzit or something like that, they describe that word in anything that's great, gadol. Where's the O sound coming from? It's not there. It's G-D-L. It's gadol. It's gadol. Dol. Like dolet. I never hear anybody say dolet. Dol. I never hear this expressed O sound. It's just in certain words. If you start following vowel pointing, in fact, I encourage you, if you're going to do it, just do it for a test to see, what, see where it leads to. It'll lead you to all these things that will make you rid of certain people's names. Like Joshua, like, like, it's if, like Miriam, uh, Moses' sister, her name Masha, his, her, his sister's name was Miriam. How come they took the, air, the M off for Mary, Miriam? Her name was Miriam too. And they did the same thing with Peter. I found out where it comes from. It's not from the Latin. It's from, was it Patar? Patar. It's, in, it's Aramaic. It's Patar. And then, of course, the Greek. And then finally, the, the Latin. And then finally, into our languages and stuff like that. This is how they did it. Arama- Aramaic and, um, or excuse me, Greek is basically Aramaic. Aleph to Alpha. Bet to Beta. Gimel to Gamma. Delet to Delta. Hey to hoy, and so on. And they, they took the shin sound out so you can't pronounce the Messiah's name. It's impossible to pronounce his name and still be speaking Greek. If you're speaking to a Greek audience, whenever you come across a Hebrew word, you have to write the Hebrew word out. Just like when we spell Spanish, out of respect for the Spanish language, when I spell piñata or piña for pineapple, that's that, there's that enye, that, that letter out of 30 letters. We don't even have 30 letters. We have 26. They have four more. They have N-A, then they have an N-Y, you know, they have an R-A, then they have an R-A, where there's two R's, that's one letter, you see what I'm saying? You have to spell it with their letters. You have to show their respect in order to get that word out. So we're saying? going back, going back to the Hebrew, we're going to find mm. the Father's name, we're going to find the pronunciation. Looking at our slide too, we can see that there's many different variations in the pronunciation of the yod, hey, wav, hey. And again, if, if, you, if you're thinking that's a vav, then you could end up with um, Yehovah. If the thing, you think the yod is a J, then you've got Jehovah. <laughs> you've got um, the Paleo script. You've got the Phoenician script. You've got the Canaanite script. You've got the Hebrew script. Can you guys see that up on the screen? I mean, it's, we're going like we're saying... Language has not evolved. It's devolved. So we need to go back all the way to the Hebrew and Paleo script, and we cannot stop at the Masorite vowel pointing. If we stop at the Masorite vowel pointing, we're going to fall into the trap of Judaism, and we'll end up with various Judaic pronunciations of how they want you to say the name, even though there is the name ban in Judaism today. But the Karite movement... With the vowel pointing, you'll end up with Yehovah. Hallelujah would be different. It'd be Hallelujah, Hallelujah, because there wouldn't be a wow; it'd be a V. So you'd have to change. You'd have to wow. And then, 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 then the word love. The word lub. It's actually lub with the B. They've used the vowel, the V sound for both B and the W. So the word Reuben, I would have to assume it's Revven, or Revven, or 
Rubbin. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You can look at all the combinations you could come up with. See? So you, you, you can start to see that it's a big lie. Let's look at the prophets, and we look at Eliyahu, and let's look at Jehoshaphat. Walk us through these, because if we look at Eliyahu, we've got the Aleph, Lamed, Yod, Chei, Wab, and then we have Jehoshaphat. So this is fascinating. Jeho- I love when you explain this to me. Jehoshaphat was actually my best proof, and, um, but I'll get it Eliyahu for the father's name, because it has the Yahoo at the end of it, and it has an Al, an Aleph, and a Lamed, an Al, A-L-L. And then it has a yod, yeah, and then a hey, ha, uh, and then a wa, wa. But remember, when you, the last letter of a word, you have to curb that letter. So if you go, if you end on a B, you're not going to go ba, because that means you just added another letter on it. You just, you stop there at that letter. So if it's a wa, it's, you're going to stop at a ooh. You didn't go anywhere with it yet. So aliyahu, you know, that's. All languages like that. You stop on the last letter. You start from the first letter. So what I see is A-L and then Y-H-U. A-L is a word in itself. Al. That means strong, mighty strength. I'm going to do my Al's today. I'm going to lift some weights. My L's, you know, my L curves, you know, Al. And then you have Yahoo. He will be. So basically it's the mighty one will be. If you were to mechanically translate that. Yehoshaphat, there's a Yahoo right at the beginning. Now, if you slow it down real slow, it's Yeho. Is that an O or an O? Oh, you decide for yourself. Oh, is it an O by the time so, you keep going? So looking, uh, this was particularly descriptive with the, was the Yehoshaphat. Yeah. When you spoke to me about the Yehoshaphat, I'm like, how can you have such confidence in the pronunciation of the name? Because you have to understand, I've studied the name. I certainly am not a linguist like Brother Ronald here, but I've studied the name for many years, and I've had my own ideas. And I've, I've always understood the Father's name would be three syllables. And many of you have, have written and said, well, how come Matthew started pronouncing the name differently? Because I used to pronounce the name Yahweh. But I knew it wasn't just straight Yahweh. It was Yahweh. You had those three syllables in there. But then, as we've been discussing and looking into the language, Ronald was so confident linguistically in the pronunciation of the name, not based upon tradition, not based upon Masoretic vowel pointing, but based upon looking at other names in the Hebrew language and working from the scripture. So I was willing to sit down, listen and study with this brother because I'm like, this isn't a man who's going to traditions. This isn't a man who's following linguistic rules because I asked the question, well, who made up the rules? <laughs> right, exactly. Depends and and, and why, why should we follow those rules? Who, who made up the rules? Whose law are you following? Whose laws are you following? Because <laughs> if you track it down, you'll end up in Hebrew with the Masorites. So that we could go to Jehoshaphat. Okay, what's and look at the this book of Hebrews? Phenomenal. What is it in some of your books? The book of Hebrews. In Hebrew, in Hebrew. What is the word? Hebrim. No, the word, the, oh, in, in the Hebrew language, excuse me. Oh, my okay. bad, my bad. <laughs> um, the word judge, the word judge, the book of Judges right after Joshua. Now put it together. Shephatim, Shephatim. Okay, now that's in the plural form. Now in the non-plural form or just the word judge, to judge or whatever, Shephat, Shephat. 
It's a word that stands on its own from the shin. But the word, the letter right before the shin is a wall or a vav. Right before it. That's how I know. And the reason I, I bring this up, this may, I may be jumping the gun on this. This may be in here. Somebody brought up an argument about the Messiah's name between the Yah... The, no, we're, we're gonna oh, we're going to get to that? Okay, we're then I can't get to that. Yeah. Darn. Okay, I can't yeah, say I know. that. He gets excited. I know, I do. Now, but okay. the Yehoshaphat right. with the Father's name. All right. This is, okay, then, then I'll start from this, since we're, we're doing this with the Father's name. The Yahoo is there, and the word Shaphat's there. The word Shaphat means judge. So obviously it means something to the effect of Yahuwah judges, or he is the judge, or you know what I mean? It's, it's like, not Yeho. Yeah, it's... Yahoo. Oh, Yahoo, Yahoo. When you, it depends on how slow you, you bring it out. If you bring it out slow, it's yeah, you're, you're only bringing it out of a letter at a time. Yah-ha-wah-ha. So Yahoah, Yahoah. Think about it. I'm already giving you a clue on how to speak. Everything is like you're bringing, you're knocking a domino into the next domino, into the next domino, into the next domino, and they all, all the words fall. So you go abagada. So the first letter is ya. The next letter is ha. The next letter is wa. The next letter is ha. You put it together. Yahuah, 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 Yahuah. Yahuwah. And some people hear from the ooh, you hear from the ooh. I've heard for the first two years, maybe three years, from the ooh, maybe about the third year, somewhere between the second and the third year, from the Yahuwah. And then I realized it just depends on where your mind is picking up on it. Like you're laying down, you're not paying attention, you hear somebody say Yahuwah, and maybe your mind catches right on the ooh. You know, then all of a sudden it sounds like a U. But think about it. You're going into an into a H right after that W. So is it a W or a U or an O? It's all of the above. It's the second letter in Torah, Torah. But it's hard to, to, dis, to distinctify a W right before an R because they're both, you know? Yes. But the R is actually in the back of your throat. And the W is done with your lips. So I go, Torah, Torah, Torah. Let's put that up on the screen. I believe we have a slide on the Torah. And this is a, a, a fabulous example of why it is not a vav, it's a wa. It's a wa. And, and take us through the Hebrew word there for the tav, wa, resh, hey. It's not a tav, vav, resh, Yeah, hey. it's a thou. This is all relating to the yod, hey, wav, hey. We are trying to build the base here yeah. on the pronunciation of the father's name in case you're like whoa this is yeah it's bombarding me it's a lot of information you have to know it brother john and i (laughs) spent the evening with brother ronald and we're like that letter that letter in the word torah since i brought it up it's not even a t that's the ninth letter the tets tets and then the last the word tets is where we get the word basket or tote tets tots tots depend on your accent tots is a thou. The last letter is a th. It's in Bethlehem, not Bet-lechem. It's not a bet or a vet. It's Beth. It's a prettier word. It's by it's. So it's a, us, it's a feminine letter. The yeah, the Tav is a thou. It's a thou. It's in Methuselah. It's spelled exactly in Methuselah, Enoch's son. It's a thou and a wow, just like thou, wow, resh, hey. See what I'm saying? If it's in Methuselah, then I can't say Methuselah if I have to say Torah. See what I'm saying? So how would you actually say this properly? It's Thorah, Thorah. Kind of like Thor. Ooh, you're not going to get in trouble if you say that word. 
It's, and it's not really, it's not, it's like, I believe all the let. The, so we should be Thora to but the it's, tribes. But it's not a real loose TH. Thora, is that what you're saying? Thora to the tribes. No, hold on. Thora. Yeah, but Thora I'm trying to, to tell you, tribes. it's not a loose TH like thin. It's more like, it's more like if you were to put, like, if I'm saying he's not here, he's at the store, between the at, the, you're, you're releasing, you're like, th, 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 not th, that's too loose. It's th, 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 th. Like the P is actually a PH. That's why it's been Yosef, or is it Yosef? It's th, 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 th. The whole language is a guttural. Uh, the, 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 was a. Uh, you put them all together. Get down. That's exactly what I was thinking, brother. That's exactly the language. But I want to be clear. How am I pronouncing the name of the ministry now? You got it right. And, but the letter, okay, I don't know if you can hear. Since when he's pronouncing Yahushua, this... I don't care what anybody says, it's going to take work, and it's fun. You're going to have fun with it. The letter ayn, the letter ayn means just what it sounds like, I. It's ayn, it's ayn. It's spelled ayn, yud, and nun. And that letter, I think, is it's my favorite letter. I've been having fun with it ever since I first heard it. I first thought it was a gargle because when, you, when you're excited, you ever listen to Spanish? If somebody who speaks Spanish fluently from birth... Sometimes you just hear them speaking English to you, hey, my friend. You barely hear it, but sometimes you hear a real thing, my friend. You can really hear that R, that R, R. The Ayan is the same way. The Ayan, if said with a lot of excitement, it's Yaikab. It's like, like this rolling, thunderous sound in the back of your throat. The R is the same thing, only it's being pushed more. I don't, R, and then the Ayan is R, it's R, it's Yaikab. That's probably where the British accent gets Jacob. Not J, not Jakov, Jakov. They did this on purpose. The Russian language does it too. Yakov, or Yakov Smirnov, that, that funny guy from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, you know who I'm talking about? Number five, Johnny, yeah, yeah, he's, Yakov was his name, right? Modern Hebrew wants you to believe that is no different than an Aleph, an A. Ah. And it wouldn't technically be an Aleph, it would be a Hey. Because if it was Yod, Hey, it'd be Yah. And then the Q, Gaf, yeah. See what I'm saying? The hey is the, that ah sound that we're getting. If the letter begins with uh, Aleph, like Andre, and the second letter in a word is an Aleph, it still sounds like the first letter. I'll give you an example. The word no, la not lo. It's not lo. It's la The Arabs, I think, even have it right, don't they? I think they have it la It's It's... Just like how they have ab, not abba. It's they, a lot of the language is preserved in Arabic. They don't have shin, I don't think. They have added sounds like jimel and stuff like that. A lot of those French influences and German influences and stuff nowadays. But when you go back to the, the Greek, Hebrew, and Latin, it's really clear that the wall is a wa. It's clear that the hey is a ha. Otherwise, you couldn't pronounce Abraham because all that was added was an H. Abram is, the last two letters is rum, R-M, rum, Abram, Abram. If an H is put in there, Abram, all you're doing is pretending that the R is a little longer, Abram. And that's, that's what, the, so the H, I can't even really totally tell you how to do the H, you have to learn it, it's a guttural. It's, uh, it's, but- 
careful breathing with no whispering involved. But the key, in it. the key to the pronunciation is going back to the origin of the language. And that has been the biggest stumbling, the biggest stumbling block, excuse me, for so many people, is they will just go back to the default of modern Hebrew or Judaism's interpretation of how you should pronounce things based upon the block Hebrew. And I believe we have um, a slide which is going to show you. There's, there's, it's a very in-depth, intricate system that they've created with the vowel points. So they put these 12 different notes, notations, below, sometimes above the letters, which are pointers for you on how they want you, they being traditional Judaism and the modern Hebrew language, on how they want you to pronounce a letter. But that doesn't mean that it's a guttural or that it is even going back to the original language because the original language it was created when Yahuwah spoke it to Adam the Hawa Adam and Eve and then from Adam and Eve it was passed down the line and we know we see that Noah and Shem was the Malkit Zedek so the language was passed down to the Malkit Zedek and then we have, of course, the confusion of the languages at Babel, at Babel. But we have to understand that Abram, Ahay added to his name, Abraham, was the one that crossed over from one soil to a better soil so he could be rooted, planted, and produce a better crop, even a better crop through the generation. So Abraham was the first Hebrew. So if we're going to talk about the Hebrew language, we have to connect it back to the garden. Yahuwah speaking it to Adam, being passed down to the Malkitzedek, to Abraham, who crossed over and became the first Hebrew. We're not going to go back to the 18th and 19th century. We're not going to go back to the 900s when the Masoretes contrived all of the ways in which the scribal edition should be had, we're going to go back because language has not evolved, it has devolved. Very important that we do that. Look at those vowel points. Do you have those up on the screen? It truly is a very, very complex web that will keep the key of knowledge hidden. Now, at this point, I do want to... Um, just hearken to a fabulous movie back in the day, one of my fellow countrymen. I believe we can pop him up on the screen now, and he's gonna, it's gonna, they're gonna let, even Hollywood will let it slip occasionally on how to speak the Father's name. You know what I, you know where this is going. <laughs> I never get tired of watching this. I can never find it. <laughs> but,
put your minds at rest. I'm coming back to take my place in the world. The monastic ideal isn't easy. I've had many broken nights, but I'm coming back refreshed, though hardly equipped for society. I shall need your help, Charles. Come. We're all one family. Let's wash away the old sores. If the bishop doesn't mind, I think we should pray. Pray! For love and understanding. Surely you pray for love and understanding. Every night, without success. <laughs> you too, my son. I'm a Methodist. I'm sure you're still a Christian. <laughs> Come. For me. Yes, my lord. Prayer should rise up like incense. A prayer is an act of faith and union. A prayer means to ask, to beg, to plead. A prayer is a message to heaven. You are talking directly to God. Express your desires freely. Don't be afraid. I know them already. For I am the creator and ruler of the universe. Koda. The one supreme being, an infinite personal being. Yahweh, Shangri, T and L, the first immovable mover, yay! Wow. Yahweh. Yahweh. Shangri, T and L, the first immovable mover, yay! Pretty amazing stuff. Buried in the archives there. Buried in the archives. But, uh... Wow. It's, it's, it, if we finish with that clip, fabulous, fabulous. Just wanted to put that up there. Peter O'Toole, I tell you. But right there, buried within the archives. So you can see right um, through the language, the difference and the distinction with the pronunciation Yahuwah. Yahuwah, the Yod Hey, Wav Hey. That's what we were spending that time really, really looking into the distinction of the pronunciation of that Wa not being a Vav. So now, if we're going to go a little further, we can now put another slide up and we're going to look at the son's name. We can see the distinctions here. Now, it's very interesting if you look in your scriptures or your concordance, I should say, um, uh, a, a Bible program that many people use is, um, example, Blue Letter Bible. If you actually look at how they spell the name of um, Yehoshua, in the Masoretic text, they actually put in the distinction. They put in an extra, I believe, an extra, wow. an extra war. And we want to break this down, the difference in the Masoretic view in Joshua 1, Zechariah 3. And we'll also get into the pronunciation using the prophet's name, Yeshiyahu. Can you walk us through that? Well, well yeah, they have Yahushua. Yahoshua, and they have Yahoshua under the, I don't know if they can see that up there. Yeah, but I, think, I think we have that up on the screen. Yes. Do you notice yeah, you have a six letter from right to left? You all know Hebrew reads right to left. Um, 
the, the top one has a six-letter spelling. The one underneath that has a five-letter spelling. But if you notice, they have them both pronounced exactly the same. This is obviously, there's, there's a problem here because they're both Yahoshua. The Yaho, that's yod Hey wal That's the first three. I don't know if you can see my finger there, but... Yeah. There's the, um, the first three, from there to there it is Yahoo or Yahoo, depends on how slow or how fast you say it. Then you have a sh, and you have a shin, that's the fourth letter. But then the one after that, they have a wall, it's not actually in the scriptures. When you read Joshua's name, his name is the five-letter spelling that you have here, which originally it was four letters. Well, they got the, they got, there's the six there as well, but what you're saying... Oh, they do have, yeah. okay, they do. Oh, they have them. Did, was somebody supposed to write down? I don't know if... I, the whole idea was I wanted I wanted the five letter spelling and the six letter spelling. Okay, that's okay. It's so explain the difference between the six You'll, letter and the five letter. When you look when you look in the concordance, okay, at Joshua's name, it'll show you the the top one, which I, apparently it's underneath it too. I did overlook that. Wow, I didn't. I, if I would have noticed that, I would have said something earlier. It's not supposed to have the the letter right before the I in. That's that's the second wall in there. Joshua's name only it's Yahoo and Shara. That letter, I said... The Masorites <laughs> put in the extra wall. Yeah, the, they put the extra, yeah. So that way you'd say Shua. They want you to say exactly against the third commandment. Third commandment says, do not bring the name of Yahuwah, your Elohim, to Shua. And the word Shua, right there, falseness. So isn't it, isn't it interesting that many, many in the um, Hebrew roots would have the... the the name of the son would have vain in it. It have it, it yeah, even it whether, whether you say Yahweh's, Yeshua. What would be the translation? Re, the way that's pronouncing the way, Yeshua. The way it's supposed to be. No. Oh, it's, the way, oh. If, if you were to if really you were to break down, if you were to spell Yeshua, it would be a spelling that nobody ever even claims. They'd be Yod or Yod Shin. That's Yesh. Just think, just hear for yourself as it's coming as the letters. Yod is Yesh. Shin is Sh. So you put it together as Yesh. Then you got a W Yeshu. So you got the ooh coming, and then you have a hey, yeah, or yo, Okay, I'm doing it the right way now. I'm trying to do it wrong to show you that how they have it. Yod shin wal hey would be Yeshua, Yeshua, and they don't. There's no such spelling. I've never even seen a report on that kind of spelling. That says, and and it wouldn't it even be gibberish. If you put a shin and a wall and a hey, I don't even know what kind of a word that would make, but it's not, it's incorrect. They're telling us it's Yeshua. Well, but even in the Masoretic text, if you were to look in the, pro, um, the Masoretic text, you would find where there is the name Joshua, they put in yeah. the extra wav, spelling it yod, hey, wav, sheen, wav, Ayin, when uh, in reality the name of the son is a Yod, Hey, Wab, Shin, Ayin. Yes. That is a problem. Yeah. Explain that problem. <laughs> this is the problem. Well, I'll show you the right way. I'll just break it but down. Why, is the no, Ma- sure. why do the Masoretes do? Why is that in the Masoretic text the, like that? They got it like that because they don't want us to say his name. If we say his name, we're saying the only name that produces salvation, the only invoked frequency, vibration, Yahawashat. And that's how you say his name. That's why you're getting that, like Hosea, the Hosea, that yeah. You're hearing that they're, they're trying to somehow assimilate the I in with an E and an A. Technically, that's backwards. If it's uh, uh, backwards, yeah, yeah, Hosea. You know, Hosea's name is spelled Hey Walsh and Ein. 
Joshua's name was spelled He Wal Shin Ayin, but Moses, it tells you in X, uh, Numbers three thirteen. Mm, Numbers 13, 16, I believe it is. If you were to pop that up, Numbers 13, 16 is where his name first appears as yod Hey wal shin Ein. And it says that Joshua and Caleb were sent out to spy on um, this land of these giants that made, them look like, that made us look like grasshoppers. Does anybody remember that? He sent them two to spy out the land. These were the only two that would get into the promised land. This is our clue on how the Messiah's name appears. The one called Yahusha, son of Nun, his name was Husha, son of Husha, son of Nun, starting from the A. Well, that name wasn't good enough with Masha, with Moses. He renamed him Yahusha. And obviously, if you look at all the implications on what Joshua and Caleb did, they were the only two that got into the promised land. There was a high priest that was um, in his filthy rags, and Satan was there to accuse him. That's in the book of Zechariah. His name was also Yahusha. These men are all named Yahusha. When the, there, there was the, the, the ark had been lost for a long time, and then they found it, isn't it, in a man in the field of Yadar or something like that? His name was also Yahusha. All these men named Yahusha are proving that there is a future up-and-coming Messiah who's going to have this name. It's plain as day in the book of John where Philip or whoever said, is this the one that's written in the law and then the prophets? And in the, in the law, there's, there's no name Yeshua in there. I have looked for it and I have not found one. In fact, I found a woman whose name was Shua. It was a female and she was a Canaanitess. Feminine, Fe- fem- feminine Canaanite. Canaanite. Let's look yeah. a little bit when we come to Marseh Shlechim, Acts chapter 7, verse 45. In the, in the New King James, we have the transliteration from the Greek Iosus, mm-hmm. but it came from the Hebrew origin of the Yod, He, Wav, Shin, and then they, and then put, they put in a, the additional a Wav, Ayin again. <laughs> this is in the Strong's Concordance. Right. We have it coming across to us as Jesus from Joshua and Justice. Explain that a little bit. Can you bit. look up that actual H3091? In the Hebrew where, where, words, as, as it shows, is if, brother, you, if you actually look it up in there, you'll only, you'll only see that that word, wherever they're getting it from, so wherever they have that name written, they have that name written with five letters, not six letters. That's just how they wrote it there, like a variant spelling. It'd be like if you spelled Elisha, which ends with a shin and an ayin, shin aisha, no shua there because there's no w, there's no wall there. I, I have yet to find a person come up to you on the street and say, Elisha, his name was Elishua. Just think about it. And it ends with the exact same two letters, sha, sha. The letter I-N got mistaken. The, by the time it got into the Greeks, it became Omega, all. It's where we get bonfire, Johnny, Ron, Ronald. The O is an aw. They couldn't pronounce aw. Oh, it's, it's by constricting your throat. I saw a woman back here doing this as I was doing that with my throat. That's right. It's way back here in the back of your larynx or whatever is your, your uvula. To get this sound, the description of it, it's, it's the eye of a well. I think it's even in the word cry. It's the first letter in the word Arab, Arab, which, which sounds like a word for evening, sounds like the sound a cricket might make, you know, it's in the evening, you know, and it means evening. Uh, it's, they, there's so much evidence for the sound. The Arabics have it. Take me to, the, to um, Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu. Yes, right here. There's pro- case in point. Yeshayahu. 
Yod Shin Ain, which already leads you to go before the Y actually confirms it. The Y is going to confirm an I sound there anyway. If, if you had Yod Shin Y without an I in before the Y, the Yod, if you just had Shin and Yod to be Shay, Yeshayahu, it would be it, the, the, the Y is an extra confirmation that it's an I sound. Does that make any sense to anybody? If the letter is just an ah, Yasha, Yod Shin Ah Yin, Ah Yin Yin, like that then the yod would force it to make a uh, sound. So how, so how come we have such a prevalence of the pronunciation Yeshua when Shua is of Canaanite origin and it's a feminine noun? Get, and, and break get, us, get and ready walk, for a big answer. Walk, walk us through this a little bit. I think we have, um, <laughs> we can maybe pop it up on the screen, the Shua, and we're looking down. And, and what does this really mean? It means, get ready for this big philosophical answer. Because we love to be stupid. We love to have everybody doing all of our thinking for us. We love to go to our favorite preacher down the street, our favorite reverend, whatever their little cute pet names we got, Mother, Sister Angelica, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and Mary Ignatius, Johannesburg, whatever. We go to all our famous, our reverend rabbis, you know what I mean, our Jewish uh, priest down the street, well, he's Jewish, he's got a long beard, you know, he's Ashkenazi, you know, I was saying, like, you know, you, know, you, you got to listen to him, he's from New York, and he does that, he's all, bro, da, 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 and, he, uh, and he's got people dancing behind him with, with clarinets and stuff, you know, and, the, and this is the reason we have our, this white, Jewish, bearded, hippie-looking guy, with long hair, man, I'm glad I got my hair cut. <laughs> just so you can't. No, I just, I just had my hair cut, or before I got it cut, it's the coat that was long, you know what I mean? But I'm saying all these stereotypes of this Jewishness, but even the Messiah's name, thank you. If you take that J out, listen carefully. Yoish, Yoish, just before you say the I, it's almost like the word Jewish itself. The language we're speaking isn't even called Ivrit, it's called Yehudith. Right there in the scriptures. It says it, uh, 3066. It says the name of the language, it's, it says two, two Israelite women named Yehudith, Judith. It's a feminine adverb. It's the language of praise, of thanks. The word thuda is in the word. Yehuda, Yehudith. And then dith is some kind of plural, um, an adverb. Like when we say sheepish, the I-S-H. If, if you say anything I-S-H in English, the Hebrew says it. Y-T-H, or two letters, Yod-Thal. Let's let's get back to the the pronunciation, why it's not (laughs) Shua, meaning Yeshua, because we're going to look at this feminine noun of Canaanite origin. We're going to look how this breaks down into vainness, fairness, and talk about, um, even even connect with um, Esau. Walk us through that. Oh, With the Shua. Aishu. His name is Aishu. Ayin Shen Wal. Aishu. And backwards, the last three letters of the Messiah's name, Yod, Hey, Wal, Shen, Ayin, Ayin, Shen, Wal. It's in the other direction. Esau's name is the other direction of that. So Wal, Shen, Ayin, from that just would be Wusha, 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 Yahusha. Take the Yah off and you get Wusha right there. Backwards, Aishu. What does it sound like? Think about it. A fly is, a fly is coming at you. Does anybody know the phrase? Floosh. That's what I got. 
written down here. Shoe fly, don't, shoe you, fly. don't you bother me. This is to shoo something away, to make it desolate. And that's what it says right there in the concordance. I believe Hebrew reveals just as much as the word ash, ash, fire. It means fire. So There's a we, lot if, of words that go, are revealed into what is now called English that never even existed. So if we have shua, which those, is vain, and yeah. then we put yah, shua, uh-huh. you're saying yah is vain? You're saying he is vain or he is desolate or he makes desolate. He shoes you away. Without putting really the Yah in there, because Yeshua technically is Yod Shin. There is no Yod Hey there. If you come in a name, okay, um, my friend's name is Jeremiah. The name is Yahu. It has a Yahoo in it. Yeshua doesn't have the Father's name in it. There's no Yod Hey in it. I, the spellings that I generally see is a Yod Shin. Oh, I've seen a Yod Hey Shin, but. The hay is so soft and silent, you wouldn't notice it anyway. Yeah. Yes, in the 70s, it's true. It was created in the 70s? By the, by the Hebrew Roots Movement. What, the pronunciation of the name Yeshua? The yod hey wav shin Oh, Yahshua. Okay. Look at all those, those, those bi- like the Living Bible, all those Bibles that came in during the hippie movements and stuff. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. When they're reading the, the Living Bible stuff, if you look, there's all these psychedelic-like swirl designs on them. Stuff. These came out during the hippie movements, and they've, we finally found this name, you know, that we, we, so we thought. And that's what we were told, Yahweh and Yeshua. If you notice, if you go out on the streets rampantly, you're only going to hear two things in the Jewish roots movement generally, is Yahweh, Yeshua. Except for you said it, Yahweh, you were very close. You pronounced the first H. You know, the whole time I heard you, I mean, and I've heard a few other people do it that way too. I said, technically, if you say Yahweh, I don't know that that's really bad. I have to put a disclaimer on that. Because technically, when you look at a word in Hebrew, right, and you put a Y, you put a Yod at the end of it, you make it personal, like possessive. Like if I say, ach, I just said brother. But if I say brother of mine, Achai, 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 Just end it with the yod, in other words, okay? And maybe he's, maybe technically it's kind of like saying Yahuwah, like my Yahuwah. But the principle is that his name is not Yahweh. You get what I'm saying? If you're conveying a wrong message, whether you're saying my Yahuwah or whether you're saying Yahuwah, saying his name any other way, you could be saying something that you don't. And, I, and, and if you think that's weird, I want us one more point about vowels. The hey is, ah, like you say, Yehuda. But since a lot of people agree that the last letter of the Messiah's name is an ayin, even the Yeshua people. Yeshua people believe there's an ayin. If that's an uh, and, it's, and that's the same sound that the letter hey makes, okay, then you're, get, then you're changing the word. Okay, the word for like when you say Shema, Israel, Shema ends with an ayin. It's Shema. Because we don't know how to do that in the back of our throat, you can't distinctify the singular word for sky or heaven. The singular word for sky or heaven is Shema. Shin, Mem, He. Plural is Shin, Mayim, Yod, Mayim, Shemayim. Singular is Shema. But since we don't know how to get the, since we think an ayin is like Maria, you know, like, 
you know, we think, oh, it's not, it's, oh, it's, it's more peculiar that sound is so foreign to this country. So looking at Yah, Yahusha, mm-hmm. not the Yeshua, where you've got the, sh- the Shua, let's go on a little bit further now because then we can get into Jesus and we can get into sure. the Seuss. Talk, what, work us through this right here. Seuss. Yes. <laughs> this is fun. Before I, before I started getting some understanding of the letters about five, six years, okay, this is in 09, I was looking at, well, what is this Seuss? I see it. It's like in Pegasus. It's in um, suspended, suspension, uh, sustain. Oh, a little sustain in me guitar, mate. <laughs> like, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> that's when you hold the note down okay <laughs> right right yeah it goes forever you still be hearing that one after you take a bite um, <laughs> the word Seuss in the original tongue Yehudith Hebrew or is it Samaritan or Sanskrit or something everybody says out there I don't know on the streets no the word in the Hebrew for horse is Samek Wal Samek that's S U or W R O or S, Sus. And that means horse. No other word that I've seen for horse. In the Greek, that's how they call on their mighty Zeus. That's Zeus. It's Zeus. Okay? And then the Roman, the Latin, the Latin tongue, the word that they use for pig or swine is Zeus. Pontius Pilate wrote Iesus. The king of the Yahudim? I don't think so. Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. This is all three of the languages, and it's an insult in every different one. A horse, a pig, and a mighty Roman god. Something, you know? I don't... He said, what I have written, I have have written. written, yeah. What I have written, I have written. I don't believe he wrote that. I don't even believe it was even a word. I don't believe at all it was a word. And when he's, and you got to understand there's, there's, there's other things that are implying, like you know how you read the book of Hebrews and you, you can tell what language by all this extensive search? He said, we shall judge him according to your law. He didn't say by Latin or Roman law. He said by Jewish law. Does that, does that mean anything? There's no way that if the, the letter sheen sound doesn't exist in Hebrew or in Greek or Latin. And... The, the language of the temple, whenever we got to the kahalim, the, kahalim the, the assemblies, whenever Moses and anybody would gather, David, any time after Mount Sinai, they would only read the covenant language. And if the, the Hebrew is the only language to convey the Torah, lest the language of Yah be defiled... There's what no are way. you saying? What do you think? I'm saying, I'm about, saying, about I'm saying when, when you speak somebody's name, it's like going to China and I want to go to McDonald's, that nasty fast food restaurant we all grew up on, and get a Bolshoi Mac. Oh, that's in Russia, right? <laughs> and it's a Royale with cheese. You go to France. But if you go to France, Russia, or China, you will still see a big M there. They don't have that letter in kanji, in the Asian, like, symbol writing they don't have that letter it's still mcdonald's isn't that gaelic you know what i'm saying say there a name is still a name is a name is a name your name is still matthew even if the original name was matthew yahoo his name is still matthew my name is still ronald because technically if the word means a king in norse or something like that my name would be malak or no malak 
and that's not my name. I wasn't given that name. My dad, my mom did not name me Malak Basinger. So I'm saying they named me Ronald Basinger. So I'm saying. So a name is a name is a name is a name. Your name is your identification. You don't have to understand the meaning of the name. At this point, I think what we'd like to do is have um, Ronald, if you could, work us through the pronunciations, and we're going to go right through. I believe we have um, a video that we're going to pop up, and um, you're going to work us through the Aleph Bet in the pronunciations. Is, is that the one that we're all we're going to do? The um, Oh, we're going to do the gutturals right now. Okay. Okay, we're going to actually show up on the screen the, a video of the gutturals. Give me a, a moment here. Thank you. The letter Aleph is often believed to have no pronunciation, but this is not the case. Otherwise, Aleph would not be included among the guttural letters. So if it is only to be pronounced like any other vowel which appears underneath it with no difference, then that would mean that every single vowel in a Hebrew letter is guttural. And that's obviously not true. Now, when the letter Aleph is connected to a vowel in Hebrew, the letter Aleph makes a glutteral stop sound. This is similar to the sound that is made between the two syllables in the common English expression, uh-oh, uh-oh. Do you hear the uh-oh? Or uh, let's say how in certain British dialects of English, in place of T, whenever T is found in the middle of a word, they'll say eh. Like instead of turtle, they'll say tuh-oh, tuh-oh. That uh sound is the pronunciation of Aleph. Now the letter Bet, when the letter Bet has a Dagesh, it's made like a standard B sound in English, Ba. When the letter Bet is without a Dagesh, without the little dot inside of it, then the letter Bet is pronounced Bet. This is extremely similar to the standard English pronunciation of V. But it's so different in that the letter vet is made with the two letters. All right. So what we can see is there is this convoluted idea, even today with the modern Hebrew, that they're going to start to teach you the gutturals, and some of it's going to come out correct, but they're going to go back in, and then you're going to end up with a vav. Why did he do this? This is a linguistics, because they're only going back again to that Masoretic vowel pointing, whereas Brother Ronald's actually going to run us through the whole Aleph bed. Come on back up and just run us through the pronunciation. We wanted to show want, that to you. I want you to show him, though, doing that ayin to show you that I'm not making this up. No, I some think, of you already know this letter. You've heard, you've already heard people do it. I'm sure some of you, in your wisdom and all your years, have, have listened to, it, especially maybe in the Arabic. Tongue. Take us through from the Aleph all the way through to okay. the. End of the Aleph Bet. Okay, the, the first one is very hard. It, that, that, it is. It is uh, the uh sound. If you really listen to yourself do the, the uh, it's like a G, like a G. But what I want to do is I want you to, to go, just, just go through the whole thing because I don't I'm want you to, to explain it, uh, okay, each I'm, letter. Otherwise, we'll be here till no, noon tomorrow. I, I can explain it quickly, briefly. No, just go straight okay. through the Aleph all, right. all, the way, all the way through. All right. Uh, ba, okay. A, ba, ga, da, ha, wa, za, cha, ta, ya, ka, la, ma, na, sa, 
فسقرشت بغداه وزختيا كلما نسى عفتك الرشتا backwards تشركت برئيس الملكيه تخزوها دغبا give it again all the way from the front And I notice it's very musical because if you do it in threes, you know, it's got that. that it's beautiful. It's it really even, is. It's really even is. 22 letters. It's like 11 and 11. I don't know. It's just. But it's this amazing. is all without the vowel pointing. And before and learning. That is the key. You <coughs> can see it is literally going back to a very basic child listening to the language, which yes. Hebrew is. English is one of the most convoluted, messed up languages there is. When you get down into the Hebrew, it really does make a lot more sense. And anybody who doesn't believe me, okay, I, I, um, what, I, what I did in the last few years, and I, now I'm going to have to start going to different parts of the scriptures because I found that it's taken a long time because I first for the first two years I had to get inside myself and get into prayer and and do all kinds of research to make sure that I was not wrong about the letter sounds like I at first I was kind of funny about the letter chet and the letter kaf because if you if you study Aramaic the ch and the k could go either way like malachim it's actually malachim it's a k but the letter chet would be like mashiach It'd be a softer sound, see, like that. And there, and once you begin to realize, wait a minute, I'm confident that's a, that's a and that's a, you know, but but it's not the other way around, and then they're never the same, or like that. And then the whole language, once you learn that, you can sit down there and read Genesis, read Bereshit, not Bereshit. <laughs> it's and all of a sudden you'll know what you're saying, and I do know what I'm saying up to a certain point, you know. But, but I can you read I, us through the first couple of verses yes, just from yes. memory of Bereshit for Ber- us? Bereshit Bereshlehem atashemayam We amar alahim yihior. We hear, we ra'alihim at the or kitob, we bedal alihim by in haor, we by in a hoshak. We ra'alihim la or yum, ula hoshak, hara leila. We hear rub, we have a car yum ahead. Now, what, what's really going to be fascinating, you'll, you'll be able to capture this on video. Now, if you compare what he just said to a rabbinic Jew and how they would speak <laughs> Bereshit, you will notice the difference between somebody going back to the beginning of Hebrew language in a paleo form, which is now being sounded out, to somebody who is going to sound it out with all the vowel-pointing traditions. Because you can hear when he speaks the gutturals. That is how children begin to speak. And that is why I really spent the time with Ronald and I'm convinced of this because I know that I know the Father's heart as many of you do, that his desire is that his word is for his children. It's not hidden for the hierarchy, but it is for his children, to his children, to communicate to his children in each and every successive generation. That is the Father's heart, and you and I are the recipients of this blessing. And it's such an honor and a privilege to be here and to be studying this today. Let's look at the son's name, Yahusha, 
and now looking at Elijah and Elisha. How oh, this wow. relates to the son's name, Yahusha. It's not Yeshua. We're looking at Yahusha and Elijah and Elisha yeah. in the Hebrew. Break this down this for us because this is absolutely fabulous. This is beautiful. Um, um, we read about Elijah, Elijah and Elisha. Do you remember how, how Elijah... I think we can put this up on the screen, but I do want you to break us through here with the Aleph Lamed Yod Chei yeah, in Elijah. Right, right. But I also want you to um, show us when we drop right. the Aleph Lamed, right, okay? Right. The, um, I notice um, when you read, is it second, first, second Kings, wherever it is, where um, Elisha, um, he's told by Elijah... He says, I'm going to go away, and you will, you will not see me anymore, like, because he was told that he was going to go on a whirlwind and a chariot and everything. He was told that he was going to leave um, and be taken like Enoch was um, without going through the process of death. And I think this is fascinating because Elisha asked, he says, if I have found favor in thy sight, it says, I grant Grant that I receive a double portion of your, your spirit. And he tells him that he asked for a hard thing. And he says, if two or three different things occur, sh so it will be granted to you. And he, whatever, <laughs> I have to go back and read it again. I'm slow on remembering all the details, but I'm, I'm sure some of you remember this. And um, he says, it'll be granted to you that he receives a double portion of his spirit. And I believe that is linked in their names. I started analyzing their names immediately after reading this because I found it was fascinating that Elisha, the last two letters of his name are Shin and Ein Shot. And so that would make, okay, Elijah's name, Aliyahu, Alayahu, Alayahu. And then Elisha's name is Alayashat. And you put them together, take the L, the A-L, the Aleph Lamed, away from both of their names, and you will begin to see as the suffix of both of their names will form, starting with Elijah, a prefix, the Yah, the, or the Aliyah, or Aliyahu. Take the L away, you got Yahoo. That forms a prefix for the Messiah's name with Elisha's name added to it. Take the Aleph Lamed out of his name also, and move the Shin Ayin over to the Yahoo. You got Yahusha. Out of both of their the both of the suffixes of their name spell out Yahusha. Yod Hey Wow is in Eliyahu. Those are the last three letters. And the last three letters are Yod Shin Ayin. But you don't need a Yod to make Shin and Ayin make sense. A Yod, all it is is to make a sentence. Like if I say, like um, hey. I just said the word be. But if I want to let there be, like let there be light, you'd have to put a yod in front of it, a hand or an arm. Yeah, yeah, hey, let be. Like yeah, hey, or let there be light. You see? So what they, what they try to convince us is the word, the, there's a word yasha. You don't need a yod to make, to make the sha make sense. You, the word sha stands on its own. It's a word found in First or Second Samuel when it talks about the horn of my salvation or something like that, the word there is sha, without a yod in front of it. So you don't need a yasha. That's, that's the stumbling block to, that they've also used to tell us there can't be a yahusha, there can't be a... Yeah, and yeah. That, that's come up. People talk about, um, well, you're saying that the pronunciation of the son's name is yahusha, 
but there is no, they make the split with the ya and then usha, and they say, well, there's, there's no such Hebrew word as usha. Um, explain that because oh, we're, yeah, really, yeah. We're, we're really talking about here. Then, I like to call okay, this the gap the, theory. The name Yahushaphat. We got to, got to go back to that. Yahushaphat. We've established that Shaphat is a word by itself. So you can't be going Yah and then just put the ooh over here to, to make it a different word. There's nothing that tells me that it's a different word. Just like, just like if you took the A-L out of Aliyahu, if you took the L out, you, and you put ayahu, ayahu, not al-ayahu. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not, you're not doing anything. You're not, you're not ruining my testimony by telling me yod hey is here, but then the ooh, oh, that's just, that's where the next word starts. That can't make sense. No, it's yahu, not yah, and then ooh over here. Now, all this person that did this, that brought something up, is this somebody that brought something up to you? Well, or well, well people have spoken and said, well, yeah. you know, when you say Yahusha, yeah. um, they'll break the Yah from the from Usha, the, ooh, yeah. and they'll say, well, Usha isn't a Hebrew word. Weak argument. That's a weak Why argument. Is that? Why is that a weak because argument? Because then, then, then you'd have to take the, the, the ooh out of every other word, like Yahuram. Jehoram is Yahuram, um, Yahushaphat's son. Them two ran the kingdom after um, uh, David, Solomon, or Shaul, Sol. Shalamu and Dawood, all them three, after they had the kingdom and then it was split in, into the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom for all the disobedience of Israel and everything, their stiff-neckedness, there was many that were doing wicked in, in, in this, including Ahab and all these different, different um, evil um, Hebrew priests, you know, or whatever, and they were doing all, they were doing wrong when they, when, when they were, um, when they were, when it was their turn to be the king of Israel. Well, when it got to Jehoshaphat or Yahushaphat and Yehoram, look at their names. You got a Yahu and you got a Ram there. It's not Yah and then Waram. You know what I mean? Like it's not a Yah and then Washaphat. You know what I mean? You'd have to change. There, it's a weak argument. There is it, technically that would make sense if you put Yah plus a W and then something. The W would be an and. Like if you say. Um, um, Yihe or, then you go, that's let there be light. But to make it, and then there was light, just put a wa in front of it. or. It would just make it an and, a contract, uh, a contraction, a conjunction, or whatever you call that. That's all so, it would so be. So you're not putting the gap theory there, yeah. and gapping ya and usha. Yeah, it would, make sense. it would make sense any letter you start with. The word husha is a word on its own. And it's found in the concordance without the sha. The word husha is the same that thing as sha. Sha means the act of causing somebody to be saved. It means lift, doesn't it? Didn't the way you read it in one of the mechanical translations means to lift? Yeah. Or you're telling it means lift. To sha, to sha, sha. Yeah. So it's the word, the word lift is the act of saving somebody. The word husha is the manifestation of salvation, just the overall state of being that, being salvation. Then the word sha is the actual verb action of it. See what I'm saying? The causative action to save you. So he, so, so I'd be like, he, you know what he did for me? He shod me. So he is the, he is the husha of, my, of when he shod me. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that makes sense to most of you. Like, it's like you say, you say um, 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 
friend and friendly, just a different form of the same word. It's exactly the, you know. So husha is a word and sha is a word. You don't need a yesha to make sha sure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's a little loud over there. <laughs> Yeah, two-letter parent roots. I've heard, if anybody's ever heard of Jeff Benner, um, Jeff Benner, he teaches really good. He's, um, that's what I look to for the mechanical translation. What is that? Chewbacca. That's more like a lot of modern, yeah, Arabic. They have rain. They have rain. Yeah. Because it's in the back of your throat, and a go would be in the back of your throat. So it makes sense that they would make that mistake. So it would make sense that they would make a mistake like that. You know? Yeah, comment on the Bob. He's got a lot of good notes on this stuff, too. And they probably somehow got into German. I would German. Yeah, why don't you repeat that so we get it on the... Yeah, they, he just said that the, the Celtic took the... You say that the, the two W's, and then they made the V sound. I, I'm wondering if that's how Germanic... Because like, if, you th if you listen to a lot of when people explain German, they seem to have this beautiful history of a W sound that they don't use anymore. You know, I, I, I mentioned that, you know, that place where you go buy hot dogs back when, back when we, we uh, yeah, and it says with the W, it says Wiener Schnitzel, but it's Wiener, it's Wiener Schnitzel. Anybody, anybody speaks German, anything that's W is a V sound. It's a double V, and, and even the letter wall looked like that. It's a what, 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 it's the sound of um, a nail being whacked probably into the mud, the sound of what, what, it wouldn't make a v, v, I don't think it would make a v sound. Like, so okay. again, that take, taking us <laughs> back I, to the Maserites. <laughs> right. Let's, um, I, I believe we've got a, um, a shot that we can show you with the Hebrew, the Hebrew words of the yod Hey wav Hey, and we have the, it in the paleo, and then the name of the sun in the paleo too. Are we seeing that one up there? I think we have that available. Let me just... Yep, we have that one. No, well, let's go. Let's go on a, a few more here, and I'll. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I want to show you there. Break this down a little bit. It's the one we have on our screen here. Um, right. Okay. Um. Yod he wal he, yod he wal delet he, and yod he wal shin ayin. Okay, breaks it all down. Yahuwah. Well, this is too easy because if. Modern and ancient Hebrew, we all say Judah exactly the same, Yehuda. <laughs> Take the D out. Yehuda becomes Yahuwah. Just take a d it's just that, remove that. That simple. Check this out. Juan. Juan. And this isn't in Spain. If it was in Spain, the letter J would sound like ch, which is a Hebrew sound, the letter chet. But in Mexico, it's a jalapeno. So if you take the word Juan, J-U-A-N, remove the N, you got the hey and the wall and the hey. And the A in Juan acts as a hey. Where did that come from? Aramaic. 
Aramaic, what I didn't say earlier that would have probably been helpful if anybody ever got confused. The way the Aramaic puts an A as a second or the last letter, second, middle, somewhere in the middle, or last letter, they don't glottal stop it. You notice how when we begin with an A, it's kind of hard not to go, uh, it's, not, it's hard not to make that little yank sound near that, uh, that little interruption sound between uh oh, that uh uh. When it's the second letter, we just rip through like that letter and go in, and then we use that as an A, like, like, if, like if you say um, Atlanta, right after the T. Notice I didn't go Atlanta, uh, Atlanta, uh. I went Atlanta. That's an H. That A at the end is an H or a H. It's, a, it's the sound of just <laughs> That's all a H is. It's very hard to describe without looking funny doing it, pushing on my stomach, acting like sister act. Remember when you push it up, like that, and that's your diaphragm. We don't speak from our diaphragm. We sing, we scream, we yell. Oh, you're choking. We yell from our diaphragm. And that's it. Hebrew is a sing-song language in, in, in its origin. It was sung when the Creator sung forth, all creation sings. So as we've gone through tonight and we've looked at the yod he wah we see the pronunciation based upon the other Hebrew words for the other Hebrew um, names of prophets, Yehoshaphat, and others throughout the Scripture. We can come down and be certain of the pronunciation Yahuwah. And now through the revelation, looking at the difference and understanding that his name would be revealed in his son, we have Yahusha, Yahusha. And in fact, I'd like to finish because we have spoken about in the Thanksgiving teaching the origin and the First Nations people. And in fact, we might see something in this clip with the First Nations people, the Cherokee, I believe, and the name of the Father. We'll leave you with this, and Shabbat Shalom. It's good to be here, John. I've heard that a dark cloud has fallen on the white path you were walking. It is good that you have turned your thoughts to the Cherokee. It was caused by Yahuwah. We are in trouble, Raven. And Yahuwah has sent you to give us counsel. My house is yours. My people are yours. Come, rest with us. 